after going and doing the rodeo thing, I'm, I have so much more respect for it because I, I know how hard that is to do. And so this goes hand in hand with what you do, Doug, is having the longevity, having the ability to, to let yourself do that. Mm-hmm. I, I would have loved to go to 11 trips to the National Files Rodeo. Yeah. I couldn't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. It seems like every time I turned around, yeah. I was breaking something. Even at the National Files Rodeo, I yeah. broke my pelvis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like you, it just never stops. So, and that's so, the, the sport. You know, the sport is going to – it's just part of the sport. You're going to get hurt. There are going to be things that happen, but there are things you can do preparation-wise that – well, maybe not prevent it all the time, but can help mitigate a lot of things that usually would leave you hurt and not getting on for a couple of weeks or something like that. And, you know, that's kind of the goal with us is. Whether it be mindset, business, or action inside the arena, your host, Josie Young, National Finals Rodeo Qualifier, successful business owner, and entrepreneur, brings it from his tack room to yours. This is Tack Room Talk. Every day I'm hustling, 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 Drew Taylor. Music. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for bringing me out. I'm Josie Young, and uh, this is show number two for Tack Room Talk. Uh, thanks, everybody, for showing up today. We've got an awesome group of guys, a couple of guys today. A couple of my buddies, actually. I've known them for a long, long time. Uh, we got a fitness guru in the house. We got Mr. Doug Champion and NFR bareback rider Caleb Bennett. Welcome to the show, guys. How's it going? Good. Good, good. Have a seat. Have a seat in some of these swanky wow. seats. I'm gonna knock Man, that the, over. these seats are—they're uh, actually really comfortable. This is awesome. You know, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, there's a company out of Nevada, the Wild Hair H A R E. So if you guys are interested in any of this furniture, it is for sale. So I'm gonna give them a shout out right now. Uh, Caleb, maybe your wife needs some of these and. In her house? Let's, let's is it not her house? Her, or you? Let's not give her any more ideas on how to spend money. She's really good at it as it is. It's but not yeah, as this expensive is nice. as I thought it was. It's comfy. Yeah, this is very comfy. Yeah. So, Doug, we could share this one. We Come could. On. You, you want me to? I can try. We can try. <laughs> Don't knock over my water. There we, nice. Hey, we could bring nice. a fourth guest on here today. Perfect. So, so Doug... What are you doing in town, buddy? Like, let's, let's let everybody know what's going on. Yeah, man. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am the owner of Champion Living Fitness. We specialize in training rodeo athletes, create individualized workout programs for them, kind of help them with nutrition guidance. And we have 16 athletes competing this uh, over the next 10 days here at the NFR. So kind of helping them stay on track and getting warmed up, um, getting up in the morning, getting their mobility done, and uh, – getting to come and do cool stuff like this with uh with some of them so just kind of running around and doing all the things actually caleb uh you've been a part of champion living fitness for a little while now it's part of your daily routine and you're actually a, a personal trainer for for them as well on the road right yeah yeah i heck i got started with doug working under him probably three years ago yeah i was kind of more of a i love you but i'm switching chairs yeah i was gonna say our <laughs> shoulders are way too wide to fit in there <laughs> Uh, I was kind of more of a little test pilot, if you will. We'd yeah. kind of run through some things and knock some kinks out, and then um, it was almost uh, an answer to my prayers, you know, on, on kind of what I was going to do after the rodeo world. 
Um, as we all know, Josie, you've been there. Like you gotta, you gotta find something to light your fire just as much as riding bucking horses does every day, you know. And uh, the fitness world and helping other people out to reach their goals. It turns out I have just as much fire and passion as that as for that as I do riding bucking horses. And I went and got my trainer certificate, and Doug held me a spot, and I've been with him since May now as yeah. a as a coach. So it's been awesome. It's been a heck of an experience. I'm still learning. Always learning. Of course, you know, there's always room for improvement, just like riding bucking horses. And so I, I love it. I mean, there's a lot of things that mentally and physically, you know, uh, kind of work went hand in hand with riding bucking horses. It's, it's been a huge blessing. Yeah. You know, that's that's awesome to hear. What What's cool about having you two on the show today is is I've really I've really had the chance to see both of you evolve. <laughs> I mean, I, I think of our earliest memories oh, with, man. with knowing each other. Yeah. I'm going to start with you. <laughs> this is a good one. I got a phone call from a family friend, and he says, hey, there's this kid that wants to learn how to ride bucking horses. Would you go over and help him? And uh, this was in Cave Creek, Arizona, and yep. I was there for the winter. And I had already made my name in the rodeo world and was doing well as one of the top cowboys. And I said, absolutely, I, I love helping young guys out. And, and so I went over there and uh, <clears throat> there was Doug. When I showed up, there was Doug and his little brother, <laughs> a guy by the name of Richmond Champion, yeah. the million dollar man. And uh, Richie was a little snot-nosed kid that mm -hmm. I was about ready to kick in the butt at any time because he was just... <laughs> You know, he was kinda, like 12. That yeah. still hasn't Little. changed. Yeah, that has no, not changed. Hasn't. <laughs> so, so anyways, and uh, you had this arena that that was put together with zip ties and mm -hmm. I mean, bale and twine. We and, welded and, this uh, buck and shoot together like it was. I said we did it though, like we made it work, oh, <laughs> and we I had see, two oh, horses. I said, I said, well, this is a start. You know, an <laughs> arena is a start. This is your, this is your shoot. I said, where's your bucking horse? And he goes, oh, it's right over here. I said, it looked like a horse that you had went and got off the res. Straight and, up. And, uh, it was. <laughs> and, and you led him into the buck and shoots. I said, well, he's, at least he's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, shoot, actually, the horse was a pretty good little practice yeah, horse. She was and, good. Uh, you know, we, it, it's, it's funny how <laughs> things, it, it's funny how things evolve. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know that you had some struggles, some injuries in the bareback riding. Yeah. And one thing that I remember is us having this talk. Do you remember the talk that we had on the East Coast at yeah. a PRS event? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I remember that we was at a, at a pro rough stock event, and you were there competing, and you were, you were fighting your head. Yep. And me and you were the only one in the locker room. Everybody else was out watching the event. And uh, I sat down next to you, and I says, I says man, I says, uh, you were battling injuries. You were having a tough time with the bareback ride, and it was a passion for yours mm -hmm. of yours. And uh, at this time, Richie was getting started, too, yep. and, and was doing well. And I said, uh, I said dude, you got to listen. You got to listen to what's going on inside your body. Mm -hmm. Every one of us has a... Um, has a reason why we're here, a purpose. We have to figure out what that is. Yep. And when God tells you something, you gotta listen to him. And you were getting passionate a little bit about the, the working out mm -hmm. because of your injuries. Yep. And I said, maybe this is your time to take this into our industry. Yeah. And it was. And it yeah. was. And from that point on, I really, really seen Champion Living Fitness mm -hmm. develop. 
And it's so I just got the chills. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, that, well, I mean, it's that's, it's weird how that works, but yeah, just it, gave me it was it was so cool. Like because this is a niche that we needed. Mm -hmm. Because you've you've done the bareback ride, and you understand yeah. what goes on inside the rodeo arena, yeah. but you also understand the fitness and the body and and what goes on there. Mm -hmm. And so, man, kudos to you for actually taking that passion and moving it forward. Thanks, man. It's been the coolest experience and. You know, I've, I owned a CrossFit gym before this and got to work for some cool, really cool people before that. You know, I've had got to do some really, really fun things, but um, this business has been the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And, you know, sure, the athletes is awesome. Getting to train guys and watch, you know, my buddies accomplish things later in their career and feel better later in their career than they did before, which is usually the opposite, right? As an athlete gets older, it's usually they regress. Um, they're all improving and getting better and their performance levels are increasing as they're getting older, which is kind of like all anomalies, if you, if you will. It's pretty, pretty awesome to watch. But on the other side of things, like he, with Caleb, like the after rodeo, you know, all my coaches rodeoed at some point and were really competitive. Logan Corbett, I mean, he was in the top 20 a couple times, mm -hmm. you know, right on the bubble. And I've actually talked about Logan. I, Logan has all the talent in the world to, to go to the finals if he wants to. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like he's a little bit of one of those homebodies. Like, he doesn't like to go too far from the house. He, yeah. Is, yeah. He, is he not? No, he'll go. He'll go. He a just, little bit? It just has never – he's never been able to, you know, make it enough to make it worth being gone, I think. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of guys have been through that, you know. Yeah. It's hard out there, and especially if you're going full-time. Yeah, you're yeah. it's a dogfight every time. And if it's a judged event, you know, and judges yeah. get hot on guys and they get cold on guys and it can get tiresome. <laughs> and yeah. uh, especially when you're not winning, you know, so to watch Logan take his passion for bareback riding and rodeo and be able to turn that into coaching and helping people. And man, he's it's awesome. And, you know, it gives them another avenue to not have to sit there and wonder what they're going to do after if they do have a passion for this. And that's the cool thing, again, about our business is everyone that I've hired has been a client or has, like, just fallen into place perfectly, you know, like a God thing. It was all meant to be. And yeah. the whole business is like that, from Bennett to, uh, you know, all the, the girls that we have that are injury prevention, sports rehabilitative specialists. Uh, it's, out, it's cool. We're trying to create a really a full-spectrum one-stop shop for – for athletes when it comes to preparation and recovery. And no, so that's, that's awesome. That's yeah. a niche that's, that's needed. Caleb, I'm not going to leave you out. I'm going to, I'm going to come back to when I first met you as well. Do you remember that time in high school? Yeah, you were in high school. Okay. I, I was waiting. I was wondering, okay, now is this going to be after high school or high school? No, you were in high school yeah. and, uh, I was, uh, a, a good buddy of mine, uh, a guy by the name of Sonny Murphy, he rode bulls really, really well. And I was at his place in Utah, and we were in Harriman. He yeah. was living in Harriman, Utah. Yeah. And he says, uh, he says, hey, he says, the high school rodeo's going on. Let's go watch it. And I'm like, I don't need to go watch a high school rodeo today. I was like, I've been rodeoing for, like, <laughs> yeah. two months straight. I'm wanting to relax. I don't need to go watch a high school rodeo. And he goes, no, I want to introduce you to somebody. He says, this cat's going to be somebody. He says, I promise you, you, you want to meet this guy. He's cooler than hell. And... At that time, I kind of had a little bit of a flashy pizzazz all the time. I was called the Rhinestone Cowboy there for a little while. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 
my wife's laughing over there. She says, I, she always remembered you as the rhinestone cowboy. I've toned it down a little bit right now. But, uh, but anyways, I went, he took me over there, and you were getting ready to get on a bareback horse. And you had the, uh, the black, red, and white skull and crossbone boots on yeah, I, I still yeah. remember it like it was yesterday oh, yeah. and uh i said that pointy I toed s- i said that's my kind of people right there hey drew taylor been nominated for sound man of the year he is on it like blue bonnet all the time i gotta yeah. i gotta chime in every once in a while now was a perfect opportunity that was yeah that <laughs> well was played. that was great drew perfect so I watch, I, I, I watch you ride, and I was like, man, this, this kid's got it. This kid's got it. And then you got on a bull that day, too, and uh, that kind of had a little bit of Stetson right vibes a little bit, yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe not that great, you know. So, but, no, you rode good. I was like, shoot, this kid's, this kid's great. And so uh, as you developed, you, you uh, come into the, to the PRCA, and actually we started traveling together, and uh, – Man, we, we had some great times, and, uh, you know, I, I got to watch you develop a little bit and, and uh, help sculpt a, a, a few things in your younger days, and that, and that, was, that was really fun for me. So. Yeah, it was, that was fun for me, too. I mean, shoot, I still remember. I remember one of the first times, actually, uh, I don't know, we didn't even travel there together, but we were hanging out in Denver. It was the first year you made the NFR, actually. Yeah. Because uh, we gave you a ride for whatever reason, me and Mo Heaton, I think. You jumped in with us from the Coliseum oh, back no. to the hotel. Yeah, he's yeah. still getting and, on. And we were talking. I've seen that. And we were we were talking then, and I was like, just I was young. I was 18, I think. Yeah, on my permit, just just getting my feet wet. And I was like, yeah, Josie, how old are you? And I think he said I was 25, 26 or something. And I was like, dang. You know, and, I just, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's about time to make the finals too, isn't it? And he's like, yeah. And then sure as heck, from I mean, Josie, Josie lit it up that year, made his first NFR. I remember freaking, that. Got the ball I, rolling. I, I mean, yeah, those, and there's a lot of those memories. There's certain things that you never forget, and I do remember you calling me an old man. And so every <laughs> opportunity that I hear somebody on the Cowboy Channel or interviewing you, calling you a veteran now, I call Caleb up and say, what's up, veteran, yo, yeah. yo, man? I try to critique him. I'm seasoned. Seasoned. Not a veteran. You have a, yeah. de- you have a decade call, of NFR call qualifications. It, yeah. Call it what you want. You're you a are a veteran. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm and you a, always remind me. He's like, "Hey, you're gonna get old one of these days too, you little punk." And I'm like, "Gosh <laughs> dang, nah, heck no." Now Not here me. I am, 34 years old. I'm like, "Jeez." That's time one. Flew. That's one thing I enjoy about my name, Drew. You sh- you need to put this in the song list. Forever young, forever young. <laughs> I'm I'm. I, you don't have that right now, do you? <laughs> He's looking There's it up right no now. reason that you should have had that. So come on now, you know that. <laughs> I mean, my wife played this at our wedding. Forever young. Yeah, maybe not by Jay Z, but it could be. It, yeah, I don't know. That should be on like uh, the speed hit. Boom. There we go. No. So, so Caleb, how many trips is this to the National Finals Rodeo for you? This is ten. God, you are a veteran. I am, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like but Doug just said, that's a decade of NFR trips. But that's that's imp- that's impressive. That's very impressive. You know, uh, in my office back home in Idaho, I have all my dad's back numbers hung up in my office. There's 11 of them, 76 to 86, and uh, I'm like, that is. After going and doing the rodeo thing, 
I'm, I have so much more respect for it because I, I know how hard that is to do. And so this goes hand in hand with what you do, Doug, is having the longevity, having the ability to, to let yourself do that. Mm -hmm. I, I would have loved to go to 11 trips to National Files Rayo. Yeah. I couldn't stay healthy. Mm -hmm. It seems like every time I turned around, yeah. I was breaking something. Even at the National Files Rodeo, I yeah. broke my pelvis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like you, it just never stops. So, and that's so, the, the sport. You know, the sport is going to – that's just part of the sport. You're going to get hurt. There are going to be things that happen, but there are things you can do preparation-wise that will maybe not prevent it all the time, but can help mitigate a lot of things that – usually would leave you hurt and not getting on for a couple of weeks or something like that. And, you know, that's kind of the goal with us is I tell Ben and all the time, but we want to make, we want to see Tom Brady's out there in rodeo, you know, in their late thirties, hell, if they're 40 years old and win a world title in a rough stock event, that would be unreal, you know? Yeah. And how much, how much further ahead does a rodeo athlete get in that time that, you know, say they, they would have been done at 27, or 28, 29, and they get to ride till they're 35, 36, how many more NFR qualifications is that? How much more money is that that they won throughout their career? I'm hoping that's going to lead to guys being able to, you know, as awareness for finances, all these things start to happen as these athletes become more professional. Um, and not that he's not professional, but the, ne the next generation, you know, that they're going to be able to not have to go work a 9 to 5 after they get done rodeoing or, um, you know, be lost without rodeo. They can actually use it for something to further their life rather than just this awesome 10 to 15 years and then that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, you know, you, you talk about working with the rodeo athlete a lot, but it's not just for the rodeo athlete as well. I mean, no. you know, I just turned 40 this year. Don't say nothing, Caleb. <laughs> I got, hey, I got nothing. You're on your I, way, bud. I know. I'm, You're I'm, on your way. You know how quick this happens. I do. That's why I'm, I'm not saying anything. I anymore. think you, I you, got nothing, man. He put his, I think you put my address on something that you filled out because on your birthday, I got something from AARP with your name oh, on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I cannot wait till your guys' 40th birthday party. I will be right there to remind you. Anyways, back on subject here. Um, I, I realized, I was just talking to Kelly Wardell. If anybody knows who Kelly Wardell is, how old is Kelly? 50? I don't know, because he doesn't be look, he doesn't look what mid, he, mid what he is. Mid to upper 50s, and he is the most in shape. Yeah. Oh. 50 some year old man I've he ever seen jacked. in my life. Unreal. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> Rocky. Light bone. shape. Yeah. Anyways, I was just talking to him. I says, man, I says, it's so weird. Like, when I, when I was done rodeoing, um, I guess when I was rodeoing, I had a purpose. I had a purpose for why I wanted to keep my body in motion, why I wanted to keep working out. Mm -hmm. Because it's literally life or death when you run your hand in the rig, yeah. and you know this. Yes. It's pretty and easy to figure, you know, when you're rodeoing, because you're like, all right, if you, I work out, I don't and, die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen a trend here a little bit. I've seen a trend, like, like my era was starting to work out and starting to take it serious. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what, in today's world, I've been done riding bucking horses six years now. so. This new group of guys are all athletes. Like, everybody is working at it. Everybody's putting in the – because if you don't, you're, le you're leaving an edge on the table mm -hmm. that they're going to snag up and you're going to be left in the dust. Is, exactly. am, am I not – No, that's it. Right? I mean, that's the reason – I mean, me and Doug had a conversation, started working together a few years ago back when we did. Is It was, it was actually the first year I didn't make the NFR. 
Yeah. And I seen the field of guys coming up, and I I remember sitting. We were no joke sitting on my deck in Corvallis, Montana. I remember. Yeah. And I was like, I need to change something, Doug. I was like, this year's lit a fire underneath me. What I do is not enough. I need I need to change something physically, mentally, and I need to step it up because I am getting older, and it doesn't matter how much you know behind the scenes, you're physically you know starting to kind of slow down. And can't keep up with that younger generation mm. until you do something about it. Yeah. And that that's what flipped a switch for me, is not making that NFR that year is actually what changed my life for the better in this sense, to take it more serious, to have that more extra drive, hire a trainer, and, and really get down and take care of business and do things and workouts that I never in a million years thought would make me a better athlete. And that's that was huge for me, and it's... I mean, me and Doug talk about it all the time. Yeah, I'm 34 years old now, coming into my 10th year. God, that's old. (laughs) And honestly, like, I tell Doug, I was like, I wish I'd have had you when I was 24. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I wish I had me when I was 24. It just makes a huge difference. I mean, it it really does. Just the the way we handle things, our workouts, our programs, like, it's unreal. And the way I feel now, I honestly swear, I mean, people ask me all the time, how long do you think you're going to keep going? I was like, Hell, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm like fine wine right now, you know. Freaking, yeah. I'm aging better than most at, at this age, and the, the ride bucking horses, and it's all because of the work and the the effort I put in behind the scenes to try to take care of myself. I mean, just the work you put in it is is truly truly does go the milestone. Yeah. Further than you know whatever else you can think of. Well, I. Doug, I know that you were getting started with your your fitness programs and and actually uh, getting getting guys on your system the last year that I rodeoed because I was mm-hmm. on that. Like you were yep. creating those plans for me, and I will honestly say that was probably the best shape I was ever in in my life. Um, you was you've you've come a long ways on creating your stuff and yep. your knowledge and and you've you've really really worked at mm-hmm. it. But um, I can remember. There's a lot of guys that can get by one bucking horse a night. Like, yes, you can do that. But it's those, those instances where you might have to, to do a little more that night. Yep. This is one scenario that I was thinking about. Like, when, when they had the PRS finals in, in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Yep. Um, remember, me and you was working out there. Mm-hmm. I think you went up there with me or something. Yeah. And I was working out extremely hard on, on his deal. I was doing Pilates, which is kicks your butt I don't, mm-hmm. i'm sure you're familiar um <laughs> wow that's a whole nother story anyways <clears throat> i was i went there and uh we got on the two long round horses we got on the eight man round and we got on the four man round horse and i felt so good after the four man round horse i felt like i could do it again the very next day i had to fly to the east coast for another prs event yep. And I think you were there with us, but I don't know if you remember, I got on four re-rides that night. I do remember that, actually. Do you remember that? Yep. yep. Four re-rides. Where were we, Roanoke or something Roanoke. like that? Yeah. I got on four re-rides, and then I win the long round on the fourth horse, so I had to get on a four-man round horse after that. <laughs> I do remember that. And this is the time that this comes into, into, yep. into play, because you, you have to be able to perform. If, if, you're, not, if you're not ready, then... I leave money on the table. Absolutely. Right? Well, that's – and rodeo's got that bit of chance, right? There's always a bit of luck. You have to draw that specific animal yeah. to perform on to, to get the money. And if you're not feeling good, you're not going to perform well for the most part. So we always tell our athletes, you know, yes, you're training for the general purpose of getting better. But 
you've got to be able to take advantage of those opportunities when they're in front of you and capitalize on them because that's what the sport is about and that's how you win and that's how you get to the NFR, right? Yeah. And so if we can get guys to Pendleton and leaving Pendleton saying, I want to keep going, which is what this crazy fool said to me this year. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? He's like, I'm, yeah. I'm ready for more. I feel good. Like, I feel like I'm just getting warmed up. Like, yeah, I think well. I, I re-entered two or three rodeos after Pendleton because I was like, man, I'm not ready to be done, actually. I feel really good. Yeah, Everybody else is wore out wanting to go home. I was like, I'm going to keep going a couple more. Do I have to? Yeah. No, but I wanted to. Yeah, like, I stay sharp. Good. Stay yeah. sharp, yeah, right? Yeah, man. And then if you're making the NFR and you're leaving Pendleton hurt and you didn't prepare your body for the whole entire year, yeah. we're losing so much training time to prepare for the NFR during yeah. that right so if we have to rehab and do all these things for three weeks four weeks well we now we only have four weeks to to get you stronger for the finals and that's not going to happen that's yeah. not enough time you know so if we can hit the ground running give them a week off and let's go start training and getting ready for the finals we have 10 weeks to train we're making big differences then and these guys are getting they're getting better in that short amount of time and they're ready to go and they're showing up here ready to win you know they just need something so it's a, it, it's a mindset of proactive versus reactive yes right absolutely so you know uh a lot of people know that i i'm the owner of silver lining herbs and like how important is nutrition like how how important is nutrition to, to i mean it's you guys huge go it's, for it, it yeah. it's it's everything on that on the back end i mean yeah. that was that's another thing we hit when i first come to doug is yeah, I was doing the workouts and doing this and that, but wasn't really getting the results I wanted. He was, you were until, working out hard. Like, he was, like, oh, doing a lot of working out. But way harder than I to, needed to be. Yeah, put it in perspective how important nutrition is, is, like, if he would have had his nutrition right, he could have done half of the work that he was doing and seen twice the results. And if that felt makes better. Sense. Yes. And it but, wasn't until after probably two or three months of doing the workouts, not seeing the results I wanted. But I was like, okay, something else has got to change. That's when I dialed in the nutrition. And that, it took me six weeks of really? the nutrition and doing Doug's workouts instead of three months. And I mean, a, a completely different me switched. Yeah. Like I felt better, I leaned out, I, I felt stronger. Um, I got back down to a weight that I never thought I'd feel strong at. I even told Doug that. I was like, man, I'm back down to like 165, 170. And I thought I'd always thought I'd be too skinny, too weak at that, that weight mm. to ride bucking horses and felt unreal. And I'd maintained that ever since. And I've, I've felt, like I said, better than I've ever felt. Yeah. It controls so much of what, what your insides, right? It's how you're fueling yourself. So if you're not giving yourself enough fuel to operate, you're never going to be able to perform at the level you're capable of. Yeah. On the same spectrum. With him, inflammation's a big thing, right? Big, yeah. I mean, he's been riding bucking. He's been 10 NFR qualifications, right? There's going to be things that are going to be bothered, that are going to be hurt, and that's just something we have to manage. Well, his food is a big part of that. And he can yeah. tell, especially when we – alcohol. Like, alcohol is a huge – going to raise your inflammation markers tenfold. Yeah. Um, so we just are really paying attention to how food's made him feel, and this is what we do with all of our clients – it's not a, we don't get you on a plan and say you have to eat this much of this at certain times a day. We're much more of a guidance, teaching you how to plug these things into your actual lifestyle you have right now. Everyone's busy, you know, that mm -hmm. everyone can't meal prep, that's fine. We can find ways to help you figure that out and give you tools that will help you out throughout the day, right? And that's what we do with the rodeo athletes as well. Obviously looks a little different on the road, right? Where uh, yeah. fast food is sometimes just gonna be part of the deal. 
and we can't control that all the time. We just need to get fuel in our body and go. So we give them options. We have whole lists of, of food options. Go. Yeah, and, go, food and options. multiple fast food. Yeah, drinks. I think I remember. I've, yeah, since I think I remember you like giving me McDonald's options. Yeah, and I was like, like, sweet. Yeah. yeah. At the end I of the mean, day, you need fuel. You yeah. need to. That, that's have the biggest thing is is eating correct yep. on the road like it's so hard like every time you go into a gas station you want to get something yeah and i think it's your mind saying that think it's thinking more you need habit. something yeah, yeah it's a habit because yeah. you're bored yeah yeah you know you're like god i gotta go in here i just got fuel now i need a candy bar no no need to get away from that yeah. okay here's so protein it is a habit it's just your routine yeah. your routine you so, know so so um i i may or may not have ate a whole deal of Hagen dazs ice cream last Dude, night. Yum. <laughs> but so I, good. I did, I did work out for two hours in the gym this morning. Wow. I, my wife is my witness. Honestly, I, it probably <laughs> helped you feel through that. Yeah. You know, you're there using the fuel. Thank, you, thank yeah. you for making me feel better. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't do that all the time. So that was your freebie. Hey, actually, one of the things that's good for recovery is a McDonald's ice cream. That was on the list. It's only, really? Yeah, yeah, man. Well, when, when you got to explain it. When it comes to recovery everyone thinks protein is is the main ingredient right i gotta get my protein shake in well carbs are actually the most essential thing when it comes to re repairing your muscles mm -hmm. so you have to have glycogen and insulin spike in order to signal on the inside of your body to use the protein to send to your muscles yeah. to recover so if you're just drinking protein and no carbs your body's having to use a good amount of that protein and things in that protein to create the insulin spike so it's not ever going to use so that you're, you're essentially not you're, using the protein for what it's used for yeah yeah like so it, you it's getting broke down as an energy source instead of a building source mm -hmm. yeah and so gotcha. you need to have the energy source which is carbohydrates our body run, runs on carbs yeah and so a an ice cream cone granted quality wise definitely not the best quality but when we're out on the road and doing stuff and we need to get some fuel in and just get some quick carbs absolutely and we start mm -hmm. talking about an athletic standpoint to a lifestyle standpoint as an athlete I'm going to tell them to eat a couple sour patch kids before they get on again just to increase that insulin gotcha. give them i'm not going to tell that to the average person that's not doing this in, in an event where they're you know adrenaline's through the roof they're operating at a high level of intensity um, it's just different but again the, the the systems of fuel can be different for athletes versus so i know that i'm one of those guys i get sometimes confused when i go to uh stores to buy like what's your thoughts on pre-workouts post-workouts what should people look for what should they stay away from stuff like that because the pre-workouts like i love the tingly i like the yeah, like that's just, beta, that's just beta alanine i mean but, those are just things that you need if you like certain parts about a pre-workout yeah look for you do a little research and see what what that chemical is that you like or whatever mm -hmm. the substance is right um i don't I'm already just going fast enough as it is. So when I take pre-workout, it doesn't help me. It makes me feel kind of sick and makes me just not yeah. focused. So if I'm going to have any kind of caffeine, it's like a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's where I'm at. I don't, I don't like pre-workouts, but I'll just drink a cup of coffee and go to the gym. Yeah. I remember back in the day, we'd be getting on bucking horses, and yeah. it was just a thing to drink pre-workout. I puked oh, every time. Puked really? every time just because that would make me go way too, too fast. Too much. Yeah. 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 So I'm, yeah. if, if, you, if you're someone that likes it, by all means, get it. Um, yeah. I would say do your research on the company you're getting it from. We work with First Form. Um, 
outstanding supplements. They are, you know, different than Silver Lining. They do a yeah. sports performance stuff. Um, but when it comes to, like, necessities, I would think that getting your micronutrients in every day is going to be your most important thing when it comes to just lifestyle and yeah. being an athlete. If you don't have your micronutrients, you can't break down your macronutrients. That's what yeah. they're for. So if you're getting all your protein, carbs, and fats in, that's awesome. But if you're not getting the vitamins and micros that you need to assist those, it's never going to work. Yeah. Um, and then protein and carbs are going to be your essentials for post-workout every time. If you are trying to build muscle, I think creatine is a great supplement, creatine monohydrate. Um, again, do some research, make sure it's a good fit for your goals and things like that. But we keep it pretty simple. We're big on whole foods, getting everything that you can from actual food. Supplements are called supplements for a reason. They're meant to supplement your diet, right, mm. to be an addition to. Um, they're never going to replace a whole food diet. So you see a lot of those fads that have people pretty much just drinking shakes and eating whatever they have bars. Those are never going to be sustainable. They might help for a minute, but that's yeah. going to come back the second those you, the habits are lost that they've just done for six weeks or whatever the shakes, right? Yeah. So we're big on creating longevity throughout the nutrition part too, really showing people how it's not ever going to be a quick process. It's actually really slow. Yep. It's about being consistent and putting in the little effort each day, and then you get to look back and see those results. And every time someone that stays consistent and just stays hooked with us, they have the best results they can have. For um, sure. And I think our retention rate with clients shows that we don't, we really don't have people leave for any reason besides you know money getting tight. Yeah. And that's about it. So yeah, um, absolutely. So like your deal is set up on an app, so anybody in the country. Can can get on your yeah. your program. Uh, from from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, your your clientele specifically is is pretty full right now. But this is why you bring in guys. What I like to con, what I like to call the three M's: model, mimic, and master. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. You've created the model. You've mimicked, mim- mimicked it. You've mastered it. Then you got bring guys in Teach like them. Caleb that is doing yep. the same thing. And then you multiply, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. so your coaches are, every one of your coaches are, are trained specifically by you, yeah. your tactics, and they're held to a high standard. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was to come in and um, want to get on your program, whether they're a rodeo athlete or whether they're, you know, uh, over 40 like myself and just want to stay in shape, mm-hmm. they, can, they can reach out to you guys and, and get on a program, correct? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we have eight coaches right now. How do you choose a coach for them? Man, so we have a, a form that all of our potential athletes will fill out. You can go to our website, championlivingfitness.com. There are little buttons all over it that say become a client. You know, fill out a sign-up form. It's free. The consultation yeah. with a coach is free. We have a list of questions that we ask them to fill out. Age, you know, their experience with working out, what their hours of commitment they have available, like throughout the week, how much time can they work out throughout the week. Um, what their goals are, and then we have a list of all of our coaches. They can select a coach, or they can say the best coach for me. And I'm going to select the best coach for them based off of what they're putting on their their questionnaire. Mm. And I'm going to send them out. And they can always move coaches, if that makes sense. Like, we have a lot of guys that just want to try something different, so I'll just switch them over to Logan or, or Caleb or whatever, yeah. um, which is good for the athlete because while they, everyone is trained by me, we all have our, our own style, right, of doing things, which is – good thing yeah. Um, yeah but it's just good for athletes to get a different variety sometimes so you talk about goals how important are goals 
Like, what, what, is, what is the importance of goals? Like, some people just kind of use them loosely, like I've got goals. But, like, really how important is it to be intentional about goals? So we do – we put on a school this year called the Optimal Performance Academy. Um, which was awesome, yeah, Which way. was awesome. Um, and we talked about goal setting a lot. And something that we always kept – that always kept coming up was this is your roadmap to where you're going, right? This is – everyone's really good at setting the big goal. I want to make the NFR. I want to be a world champ. How do you do that? Okay, if we start breaking it down, I want to make the NFR. Okay, I have to be the top 15. Okay, that means I need to probably go to 70 to 100 rodeos in the year. Mm. Looking at the standings this year, I definitely got to make over 100,000 in that year. Yeah. Um, okay, so that means that if I'm going to 70 rodeos, got to make 100,000. You know, you start breaking it down per rodeo. I need to be making this much money per per quarter, per month or whatever, as it breaks down and you have your track on where you're going, but also you got to have ways to go when it doesn't go exactly as planned, right? To keep having option B and then how that routes you back to your mainstream there. But you've got to be able to set those small goals and that's the small goals are what's going to get you there. That end goal is usually a really motivated thing, meaning you're, you're pumped up about it, but it's very easy yeah. to forget about because it's not a tangible thing, right? If you want to make the NFR, you've never done that. Let's try and win our, our a rodeo first, and let's try and make mm. the circuit finals. Let's try and be a top permit guy. And then you got to break it down even smaller. Like, what does it take to win that rodeo? Well, it takes this many points of a spur ride, you know, drawing this type of horse. How do you go yeah. about it? Like the things you control, and that's where I think a lot of people get lost in setting goals. Is yeah, you want to make the NFR, you want to be a circuit champ, you want to be a Ram or a NFR Open champ. Now it's called, but those are all big outcome goals, but the, per, the, the small process goals yep. that lead to that. Fine-tuning yes. your riding. They've got to be a system. You know, what, what it takes behind the scenes. Okay, so I need to ride my bucking machine, or I need to ride my spur board this many times a week. I need to fix this. I need to use my hips here, mark them out this way. Like, them little critiques are all what continue to grow towards that huge outcome goal. And, I mean... There's a lot of kids out there I've even helped just even at that clinic like, man, this is my main goal. I was like, well, Case, what are you going to do to get there? And they look at you like, I don't know. Well, I, I'm going to go rodeo. How? Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, what's that, what's that going to do for you? I mean, like, just, there's, there's all them, them little fine-tuning steps that um, so many kids, even, you know, people, I mean, our age, my age, you know, you might leave out and not think about, but... That it is huge. There's there's your process, and then there's your huge outcome, and you got to build. I mean, daily, weekly, monthly, even by the hour type goals. Mm. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, everybody sets goals, whether they realize it or not. It's just how intentional are they being on those goals? Yes. If you wake up in the morning and you're like, "Hey, I'm going to go to Cowboy Christmas today," that's a goal. That is a goal. Yeah. Okay. What time are we going to meet? Right? That's a goal. Yeah. Our, our goal is to meet at Cowboy Christmas by 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. Right? So what I think about goals is you have your big goal. You have your main goal that you want to accomplish. I was taught to reverse engineer that goal. Once you set that goal, you reverse engineer that goal. How do you do that? You set incremental targets along the way that help you get there. When you think, hey, in business, hey, I want to make, I want to make $3 million this year. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. How are we going to do that? Yeah. When you think about that, you're like, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a big goal. Okay, so if you say, if you break it down, hey, I need to make this much yeah, per, per month. Quarter, yeah, whatever, yeah. I need to do this much yeah. per week. 
yeah. I need to do this much per, per day. day. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to do this much per hour yeah. if you really want to get after yeah. it. Yeah. And dude, so, I break it down every half hour. I literally track my time every half hour while I'm working. Right. Absolutely. It down what I'm doing. I notice when I don't write down daily goal daily goals, mm -hmm. I get so far off track because yeah. I have so much going on in my yeah. in my atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It's like and then also, you know, there's certain goals that can be accomplished by achieving some other stuff. Yeah. They go, and a lot of them go together. Yeah. Right? You do one thing, yep. and it's like, ooh, I just got to jump over here, and I'll knock that one out, too. One of my mentors taught me, hey, don't focus on the big, shiny object. Focus on the stuff in your power base that you already have. Yep. Like, really maximize what you are doing already that works. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah. That makes Absolutely. sense. I mean, that's... It does. That's the way. That's the way it is. I mean, yeah. you you literally you gotta micro dose it down. Absolutely. You know, you gotta you gotta start freaking fine tuning. Then it's it is. It could be hour by hour, day by day. But the daily goals. I mean, you you would know. You've been in rodeo. You're successful with the businesses. I mean, if you don't wake up every morning with an end daily goal in mind, what are you getting up for? Yeah. Like, why do you I, get up at five a.m. I feel sit around twiddle your thumbs. I don't think that's not why I get up in the morning. Yeah. If like, I, if I, I don't write stuff down, do. I'm throwing stuff at the walls to see if shit sticks and it ain't, <laughs> it ain't happening. Yeah. Shit's everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you, you have made 10 national finals rodeo qualifications. There had to be some goal setting going along with that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Every, every year. And I mean, every year it comes and goes and I've left that locker room, not finishing the year where I wanted to. So then I go home. And I mean, I don't just immediately start killing myself off one way or the other, but I start breaking everything down. I mean, it, there's not been a year that I've left here satisfied with where I ended up in the world. So I've, I've literally sat in that locker room while everybody else is kind of starting to celebrate. Oh, you know, what a great finals. And I look around and I'm like, okay, what's it gonna take to get to where I wanna be? And I start picking people apart, you know, that are beating me or that beat me that year. Okay, what's he doing that I'm not? What's he doing that I'm not? Mm. And I start jotting this stuff down, whether it be in my phone or my head. When I get home, I start writing these things out on my board. Okay, I need to maybe sit more square. I need to fix this. I need to do something different with my shoulders. Maybe the way I leave there, the way I mark a horse out, the way I start a horse, like all these little fine details. And then, I mean, I give myself a week, you know, or two, it's just a, a mental clearance period, you know? Yeah. Relax, let the body heal up, and then it's back to the grind, and it's it's back into the gym, back to the spur magic, back to the buck machine, whatever it be, and I start fine-tuning those little things to try to make myself better. And I, it, it's the same same deal every every day, all throughout the year. And I mean, of course, once we get rodeoing real hard, you know you're lucky to eat a good meal and catch some sleep, so you, you kind of lose daily progression, you know, or, or real yeah. – real monotonous work at all those goals in a way but um they still don't leave the back of your mind and they still don't leave you know i mean we all pack a phone i literally write those things in my phone and look at it every day so whether i'm actually doing them or reading them they're still in my head and i'm still working at them little by little i mean it's it has to stay top of mind right because uh one thing that i am 100 percent certain of is that our mind is an algorithm what we put in our mind is what is what comes out i with my team every morning when we have a meet, uh, morning meeting every single day and that meeting is based around sharing wins reporting key performance indicators from the day before and how do we improve upon that love it there's no negativity allowed mm -hmm. in there and when we finish the meeting for the day we say what you think 
is what you say, what you say is what you do, and what you do becomes your legacy. Yep. You have. Thank you for the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Take that one and take that one home with you, folks. But it is so important to to figure out where you want to go in in life and whatever it is that you want to do, because your surroundings are so important. Yeah. Like the people that the people that you hang out with, the the stuff that you consume. We literally just like, did a podcast. We have a, if you haven't heard our podcast yet, Champion Living Podcast, but we just did about, about your buddies and like how important yeah. the Holland Partners, the, your actual friends are. Your you surroundings. Be, you yeah. become the you average become of your who, five, right? Who you your are. Your five friends around you, yeah. So you need yeah. to definitely be aware of that and it, the energy, your thoughts, you, you become all of those things. And you'll notice, you know, people that are really negative are usually pretty negative all the time about everything. Yeah. They have a hard time flipping that switch and saying, oh, no, this is actually, it sucks, but it's going to be okay, you know? Yeah. And if you get around who those people usually hang around, you're you like, oh, this is where they get it from. Yeah. yeah. And right. you quick, it's easy to become <laughs> and, that as well yeah. yourself, too. And, and, and it's, it's not to say that that can't be corrected. It definitely can be corrected, You know, because yeah. everybody is in charge of, of their own destiny. Mm -hmm. It's whether they want to mm -hmm. be, you know, to change or, or whatever. Exactly. You know, um, it, the people that you hang out with right now or the things that you do right now are most likely not going to be the same in five years from mm -hmm. now or 10 years from now. So it's extremely important. And I, and I believe that the things that you guys are doing, you have to be very conscious of that because it affects your daily life. Am I right or am I off track? No, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, business writing, whatever it is, it, your relationships are extremely important and are a part of that equation, whatever whatever it is for you. So, um, you know, just be, it is good to be aware of who you're hanging out with and, and your, the thoughts going in your head. Yeah. Real quick before I, before this guy leaves, I want to give a shout out to Mitch Pollock over here. I want to say hello because it looks like you're leaving right now. Mitch, get on the mic real quick. How are you, man? Good, buddy. Th this guy is a, my brother. an exceptional brother. bronc rider and he throws on a hell of a bronc match and when's the bronc match in 2023 do you have a date set yeah october 7th october 7th it's a backyard bronc bash yep. correct yep correct. uh and how can people follow that and stay in tune with that uh social media if you guys follow me on facebook or uh, instagram and then we'll uh, be posting our tickets online here shortly and yeah looking forward to uh, the fourth year and it's getting bigger and better uh fifth year i'm gonna have fifty thousand added and uh Hopefully by year ten we're gonna have a hundred thousand added. So nice. Nice. Mitch, no. Mitch, you need to bring in bareback riding for year five. Let's do. Let's do. I, I don't have enough pen space back there for oh. uh, all those horses. But yes, we see how it is. So why don't why don't you come we'll talk make to it. come talk to Silver Lining Herbs? Maybe we'll sponsor some pen space. Oh. Okay, I'm a little passionate okay. about some bareback hey, riding I'm too. Like, I'll come hey, see ya. <laughs> hey, what, what, my mind's spinning now. Why don't we do a draft style bareback riding match? I'll be one of the. Uh, I'll be one You're of the coaches. On. You're gonna ride. Okay, Kelly ask, Wardell's ask other coach. If you get on, let's I'll do get it. On. Kelly Wardell's other coach. Who, th who thinks we need to make this happen in 2023? I do. I do. How yeah. about how about this Friday night before the the backyard bronc bash? We have a, a match bareback riding, Kelly versus you. Kelly gets to pick five guys, and uh, you can pick five guys, and we can have like a team deal. 
Let's do it. Oh, that'd be I, fun. I will agree to that, and Silver Lining will sponsor some extra pins as long as we can have a Tack Room Talk tailgate party. Sounds good to me. There we go. Done. This is how we make stuff happen, Done. folks. <laughs> All right. I'm Get glad that we got contract that over there. My wife didn't hear that. She left, so uh, now I got to let her know that we're having a Well, my wife's sitting right here. <laughs> so, Hannah, get right, that in contract. Gonna... Yeah, I expect paperwork next week, so let's get this done, buddy. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming by, Mitch. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, I, I don't even remember what we were talking about. I got off I on a either. tangent there. Where were we at? I don't know, but I, I'm looking forward to this event. Yeah, I that, just want to make this happen. That escalated so quickly. Yeah. You Can you guys the... make it up in October? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Nice. I'm, I'm, so, I'm going to be there. So real quick, I want you to give the crowd three exercises that they can do every single morning when they get out of bed and to feel better. To feel better. Do you have three exercises? Yeah. Move your feet, Caleb. I want to. Oh, you got to show them. Wait, can we have coach demo? I think, I think my coach, my assistant coach should demo. I, I got a bucket. So you say you got to warm up. I'll warm up when it's warm up time. This is way too early for warm up time. Come on, coach. All right. Come on, let's motivate coach. Let's I'm go, coach. Drew. Motivate you're the coach. head coach Come on here. Now. Hey, yeah, you're going to you're going to explain the workouts then, okay? Cuz I have to put this away. All right. Here we go. What are we doing? Oh, how did I know that was going to come? What what what's the first one? First one's a dead bug. Dead butt? Do this you need... is the first workout I had in mind, too. Okay, here. There you go. Okay, talk them through it. Co oh, no, I'm not. I thought you were telling me. I'm not repeating what you say. Okay. So, tuck your belly button in, lower spine on the ground, back stays flat. Don't let the lower back come off the ground. Are you doing contralateral? Okay, so contralateral. Opposite hand, opposite leg. Goes all the way down. We like to hold a pretty... We like to go nice and slow and controlled. We use kind of a lot of tempos with a lot of our workouts. This one would be about three seconds down. Could hold for about a second at the bottom and come up nice and easy. You guys may want to record this. I don't know if y'all can remember this. Get those phones out and record this. Round two. What's the second exercise? Bird dog. Bird dog. Bird dog. What? Explain bird dog. Oh. So you're in a quadruped position, okay? Once again, belly button kind of engaged into the spine. He's gonna do about the same thing he did with the dead bug, but opposite foot, opposite leg, and you're gonna come up. And when you extend here, you're gonna squeeze through the glute, drive through the heel to don't overdo the overcompensation and really put the arch in your back. Show him what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> he can't do it because he's too good at it. Anyway, really drive through that glute in the bottom of the heel. Keeps you from overarching or extending through the spine. What's the last one that you do? What is your favorite? Yeah, and, and the third exercise, what is that? Man, I, I was thinking a yoga push-up. These yep. are really good for shoulders and Hannah, back. are you watching this? You're going to drive through the palms. Come, you're going to pike up basically like that. Try to put your heels on the ground. It's a good stretch throughout the entire body, and it is called a push-up, not a let-down. It's essentially more of a back exercise than it is a chest exercise. We just get lucky and get to work the chest I'm while glad you remember it. that, not a let-down. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, Caleb Bennett is a bit of a smart ass. Just, just a little bit. Our work group well, texts no, we, are just, like, not even a, doable. I try and be serious, and it's just 
I just lose control. I usually, oh. I usually let him. <laughs> yeah. Squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel. No, that's that's cool. So uh, you know, it's it, it, it's extremely important to keep the body in motion. Uh, you know, if you don't keep it in motion, the body the body essentially dies. You're we're all leading towards that direction. So that's what we want is longevity, right? Yep. And and those three exercises is something that people can do right out of bed and, and move move right in. You can do it every day, do it anywhere. It's gonna activate your core, help your lower back, help you when we're moving upper and lower extremities opposite like that, you're teaching your body to actually use those things together, which we don't do very often well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just little Absolutely. coordination, things like that. Maybe next year I'll get a little bigger space for you and we'll Thanks. demonstrate a little more, so I appreciate that. Um, before we close up, Caleb, um, round two, is done we're going into round three i believe the eliminators tonight eliminator pin yep. eliminator pin tonight you know the horse you had last night didn't look like a lot of fun neither of the horses that you I, had i think my eliminators yeah. actually I, yeah. i've been on two eliminators I, already. I forgot about that the the first horse didn't take two jumps in the same direction i forgot about she that. she was lost yeah so Very lost <laughs> so, so was i yeah you, i know <laughs> you come in you've had the best year maybe that you've this is probably your best year you've had huh? yeah yeah, best regular season I've ever had. Highest yeah. I've come in here. Yep. And I might mention it's the oldest you've ever been. See, I'm telling you, fine wine, man. Getting better. So, exactly. So, when you have two tough horses like that, you know, you got a field of uh, 14 other guys that, are, that ride outstanding. I mean, the group of bareback riders that are here this year is just phenomenal. You know, what is your mindset like? What are you thinking coming into this third round, closing out the rest of the week? You still have a shot for a world title. This isn't over. No, you know? yeah, it's not over at all. So I mean, what are you thinking about? Like, what's your mindset like right now? Honestly, the same it was when I come into round one. I'm taking it a horse at a time. Um, the pass is the pass. It's, it's one thing, like, it's, gets, it's hard to do here, and it's easy to say, but it is just another rodeo. And, I mean, I've been here enough times now to realize that and to full-heartedly believe it. Like, each night is its own rodeo, and you've got to approach it like that. Like, what's happened the last two rounds was not what I had in mind, clearly, and was not how I was wanting it to go. But um, I feel better after two horses here than I have in a long time coming into this deal. I feel very confident in my body and myself and my equipment, and I'm just waiting for the right horse to come underneath me and let, my, let me do my job. And I, I full-heartedly believe the one I have tonight is – is going to let me do that or have that opportunity as long as I go take care of business. So it's run my hand on my rig and grip it and rip it and just go have fun. One last question. What was the goal you set when you come into the National Finals Rodeo? Come in here as healthy as I can and leave here even healthier. Nice. Did you set a target for financials that you wanted to win here? No, I didn't actually, because I feel like in the past I've come in with that mindset of how much I wanted to win, and this is what I wanted to win, and this is what I wanted to do. And, and my biggest goal, I think, coming in here this year was to come in here um, with that, that healthy, strong mindset physically and mentally, mm -hmm. and to leave here with that same mindset physically and mentally, and to just do my job. Like that, that was my main goal, is to come in here and take care of business every night and do my job. Nice. All right, guys, how can, they how can these people follow you? Like, what is your handle on Instagram so they can? Um, my Instagram, it's at Caleb Bennett, one B, not two. And then, um, of course, yeah, at champion.living is Instagram, championlivingfitness.com. And then you can check out our podcast, Champion. Uh, what is my podcast name? Champion Living Podcast with Doug Champion. 
There you go. Spotify and and I expect an invite to that podcast yeah, sometime that be, soon. Yeah, that will be happening soon. Yeah. Sometimes if you want something to happen, you just got to make it happen You're doing yourself. It. Let's go. Guys, I appreciate you coming on the show today. It's always a pleasure. You guys are two of my good buddies, and uh, I'm just happy to sit and share the stage and, and share the knowledge uh, to the people. So uh, let's give it up for uh, Doug Champion and Caleb Bennett, everybody. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it, guys. Guys, one last thing that I want to, to do before we head out of here is uh, you guys are in for a treat. Do not go anywhere because I'm bringing a guy up right now that is probably one of the funniest guys that I've listened to in a long time. Everybody give it up for Nick Morrison. Let's go.